Welcome back to another episode of RMLD's Current Insights. Our podcast is focused on delving into issues that are important to our customers and the communities that RMLD serves. Today, we're jumping into a very important topic, cybersecurity uh, and the resilience of our power supply that we deliver to our customers. Um, obviously, you guys know, right, it's, a, it's not a new topic. Um, it's something that all of our customers deal with on a daily basis, and we also are, are vigilant in focusing on this topic um, at RMLD to make sure that we fulfill our mission of providing reliable and low-cost and non-carbon energy to our customers, and at the same time protecting their information that we have um, on them. Uh, you know, we, we minimize what we do. I'll let John jump into the more details of that, but basically our goal is to make sure that uh, we protect ourselves against cybersecurity attacks, and we protect our customers' information. So, um, and obviously everybody knows, right, those of, the, are, those of you that are listening to our podcast, right, electricity is becoming an increasingly important part of our daily lives. Um, it enables us to uh, heat and cool and turn the lights on and do computation and transportation. So uh, um, it, is, it is a factor in every element of, of our lives now. So... Our goal at RMLD is to make sure that we are um, vigilant in terms of making sure that uh, we protect ourselves so that we can deliver reliable, low-cost power to you, our customers. So I'm here with, uh, with Julie, as always, our executive producer. Uh, my name is Greg Phipps. I'm the host. I'm also the general manager of RMLD. But today's special guest is John Pelletier, and he's the director of, I, uh, of IT at RMLD. Welcome. Thanks, Greg. Tell us a little bit about who you are and you know your role at RMLD, and then we'll kind of jump into some of the things that uh, some of the topics we want to share with our customers. Sure, um, John Pelletier. I'm the director of IT at RMLD. Uh, in my role, I'm responsible for anything IT related, uh, to include the traditional IT side mm -hmm. and the ICS or operational technology side, which people could think an easy way to think of that is the electrical switching, the relays, the equipment that that helps our grid run to deliver. Yeah. Reliable, low-cost, non-carbon, yep. low-carbon or non-carbon yep. um, services to our customers. Yeah, good. And 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 the basic IT infrastructure too, right? All the That's correct. Yep. All the computers that we use on a daily basis, whether it's the uh, the operations team, the customer service team, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we we too are a digital platform, right? And uh, your role is to make sure that platform is operational. Intact. And, and secure. And secure. <laughs> and the various software systems that we use to run our utility. Yep. Yeah, it's all it's all really one integrated environment of services that we deliver, including voice, right? So we have customer service. If there's no voice services, customers can't call us. Uh, you get the idea. It's all it's all intertwined. Yeah, it's it, it's it literally it's it is interconnected. Well super. So, um, you know, obviously we talked a little bit about protecting our customers' information, but, uh, but, but let's start with uh, protecting ourselves from attacks on the outside. And, uh, you know, as our customers know and they read in the news, um, you know, because we are an electric utility, because we are part of an, an integral part of the infrastructure platform, um, we are increasingly under threats and under attacks. Um, you know, tell us, John, some of the things that we're doing on our end to uh, protect ourselves um, and why it's important to us. Well, uh, thanks, Greg. It's, it's really, we do everything that's considered best practices, mm -hmm. right? It's, yeah. it's, you know, we have firewalls, IPS, ITS. We have 
extended detection and response systems. We have antivirus, anti-malware capabilities. But I think what's important, what separates us from your traditional business, you know, we're, we're subject to ransomware attacks as well, which everyone hears in the news. They, yep. they lock up your data and say, hey, if you want the key, it's $5 million, $10 million, $25 million, depending upon the size of, size of the company. And at that time, you're, you're, you're out of operations. But ours, we're exposed additionally on the OT side. So, and it's not so much of, you know, stealing or locking. It's if they were, if you can imagine another couple of weeks, you know, it's five degrees out, zero degrees. They shut down the electrical grid, right? People lose their power. They lose their heat, right? The, the traffic lights don't work. Right. Hospitals are, are in a panic. They're going, to, they're going to back up power, police stations, fire. And it's really more like cyber terrorism because the goal of terrorism is not necessarily the monetary value of, of a ransomware attack. It's the fear that it, it instills in people that they that the grid is not reliable, electricity is not reliable, and it just keeps it, it just lives goal. with people. Right. So that's that's our additional exposure. We um and, and we obviously take that seriously and we do everything we can to protect it. Yep. We we have a lot of it and we we won't be sharing today all the different things we do, right? Because we don't want to tip our hands. But um, you know, I will. I will echo what John says. We we realize the um, importance of making sure we maintain the reliability, and there's a lot we do behind the scenes. So, you know, for our audience to understand, you know, our reliability is very high. Um, and if there is an outage, we are very fast in terms of responding. But as John mentioned, our goal is to minimize any disruptions, um, and uh, you know, typical disruptions are are tree limbs and, and uh, animal um, infiltrations into our systems. Storms. Um, yeah, like you know, that are, they're both of them tied to storms, preparation for storms and, uh, and uh, wind storms as well. But even with all that, we do a lot of preparation. But you know, what we're going to talk, we're going to continue digging, digging into with John is, you know, uh, how we think about and how we prepare ourselves from a, a digital perspective, not just the physical perspective. So thank you, John. So, you know, talk a little bit about, um, I mean, you've talked a little bit about, um, you know, the types of cyber um, threats, you, you know, you mentioned, uh, talk a little bit more about, you, you kind of mentioned the, the big picture um, ransomware versus operational attacks, but dig a little bit deeper into that. Sure. Know. There's a couple of recent examples um, that come to mind. It's a, another utility power supplier um, in the region. They're a regional uh, supplier. And uh, so what happened to them is I think the number was 1,400 of their customers got their PII, right, personal identifiable information, in this case, social security numbers stolen. What's really important here is that the company is it's people that were doing solar rebates or something of that nature, similar to what we do on a smaller scale. But yep. um, they said, you know what, we don't really want to bother with this just at all. We're going to we're going to outsource that to a third party. And with the thinking as well, the data hopefully maybe will be secure with this third party. Well, it wasn't. And you, the, the point being that you can't just simply go, hey, customer, it's not us. You know, it, it's them. Well, the customer gave the data to you, and now you're in the news. You're still responsible, so you can't just, you know, just relegate that off to a third party and say, no mas for me. You know, it, it's, uh, it doesn't work that way. To address some of that, what we do is we, of course, we have an NDA, but we also send them an extensive cybersecurity interview form. It's, yep. just, you know, it's, got, it's probably for any of the subcontractors we work with, yeah. Right, right. Exactly. So, if, well, if they're going to have our data. Right of any form. So this way, they're they're committing. They're saying we are doing this. It's it's factual. You know, this and they sign. This is factually correct. So if 
you know, we don't hope to go down that road, but it, down the road if we had to and it, our data was lost and it was something they weren't doing and then Greg and whatever, they're legal, they'll, they'll handle all that. Um, another great uh, example very recently was a water company with PLCs, Programmable right, Logic yeah. Controllers. Yep. So that's directly, um, we have PLCs in the field, switching equipment, uh, happy to be a water company. And when people think of, Oh, you know, just the cybersecurity stuff. It's like these, you know, these these threat actors from the Russian gangs, and this. Sure, they do exist. They're the the Chinese, you know, professional hackers, hacker. You know, it's yes, the state-sponsored uh, bad guys. Those people do exist, right? They're out there all the time. Yeah, they are. But in this case, it was Iranian-backed against an Israeli-owned company's product. So. That's that's the, the kind of the backstory. But what actually happened was, this is how you know, bad practices. Not following the basics will, will sink your ship every single time. So what they did is they used default username and passwords that come on the on the device, and it was publicly accessible. So all you've got to do is you go to the device, you you find the IP, it responds. Okay, I'm out port scanning. I find you. I see the prompt to log in. It says whatever company it is. I Google it. I'm in. So it wasn't any real exotic uh, attack that got them. Right. It was just it was just very, failure to follow very basic practices. Yeah, and and at RMLD we're very vigilant in terms of making sure we manage passwords, uh, multi multi layer authentication, multi factor authentication. So we, from that perspective, we are very vigilant in terms of things we tend to do. We are, and and it includes uh, it begins with uh, with education, right? yep. education of our users. Uh, is super important because phishing remains the number one attack vector. If because they send, we get emails all the time. I, I would, I don't think a week goes by I don't get an email that's supposedly from Greg or accounts payable gets a, an email that's from Greg. Uh, they're not from Greg, uh, but we've trained. You know, we have quarterly IT yep. security training for our people, and we trained them exactly what to look for. And we also, it's equally important there in uh, as credit to RMLD is that we have an environment where people aren't afraid to say, you know, if you make a mistake, okay, every, humans make mistakes, let us know as soon as possible. Because even, even the, the, the best alerting and alarming kind of system stuff is, is typically late. It's after the fact. And it, it can be hours. If you, get, if you get an email in Office 365, Microsoft Defender, it's going to look at it and say, okay, we've got to analyze that. The clock's ticking. Now the, that, that person's already got a foothold in your environment. So if the person comes to me and says, hey, John, I, I clicked on it, I, I, you know, I was in a rush, whatever, okay, we can deal with it, and we can usually minimize the impact. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely the way to operate. Yeah, I think just reinforcing, <clears throat> we talk about our team, right, our employees, the, the members that um, work at RMLD, right? We spend a lot of training, a lot of time, and things that your team you know, promotes and develops and, and works through, but you know, making sure that we're all, all of us are as vigilant as possible. Yeah, just you know, double checking. If it doesn't look right, you know, double check it. Um, so there's a lot of things you do on the training side, which is great. Um, the other thing I wanted to you know, just kind of question, John, I think one of the things that uh, you've impressed upon me is you know, we make safeguards for our customers' information. We make safeguards to make sure people can't get access to our system, right? And we're vigilant about that. I think the other thing you've impressed upon me is <clears throat> let's do the best of our ability not keep a lot of information on our system, right? Once right. we're done with it, Get rid of it, right. and, and get you know. So, just talk a little bit about that. Again, you know, partially for the the um, comfort of our customers, 
we don't yeah. we don't save a lot of information, right? We use it, and then so talk a little about that. that that's correct. We don't store we store the bare minimum of information that we need. Right. So sometimes we will have information that goes beyond what we need. And it just came up recently. I think what Greg's referring to is that when you delete something, say, okay, I, I have this folder and it's full of you know, information on, on customers or employees or whatever it may be. Now, first of all, there's the privilege access control, right? right. That we don't allow every employee to have access to any data that they feel like. So, so all those safeguards are in place. Yep. But there are people who, who do have legitimate reason to access that data. So when they pull it, they download it. Now it's on their machine. They may look at it, see what they need. Okay. Then they hit delete. Now they think they're doing the right thing, right? And they are to a point, Yep. but it's not gone. Right. It's still in their deleted, you know, in their trash bucket. So what we do is we scan specifically for that kind of information that's on our network, social security numbers, bank card information. Uh, we scan every single device and we just, because we want to see where it is. Not that we're looking to, you know, to us, it's a learning teaching opportunity. Yeah. We, we, we see if it's out there. We help the user understand why that's not a good practice. And like you said, Greg, we're protecting the customer's data. We're, we're being as hygienic as we possibly can when it comes to right. data. Right. And, um, and we take it very seriously. Yeah, and I, I think the other, you know, in terms of the, that goes back to partially the training, but I think the other thing you mentioned, John, is our goal is to minimize the amount of, of confidential or, or uh, you know, uh, personal information that we possibly can, right? And when yep. we're done with it, we, we um, delete it appropriately and thoroughly as well. We do, but we, you know, so we, we're not a we're not a treasure trove of, of a lot of customer information on purpose and by right. design. So that's good. That's I think that's that's important for our customers to know that as well. Um, you know, talk a little bit. So let's you know, let's we've talked a bit about you know how we try and protect our customers' data, how we try and minimize our customers' data, how we try and uh, we started talking a little bit about how we make sure that our network is reliable as possible. You know, one of the things we could talk about is, you know, smart grids and, you know, the Internet of Things, the IoT stuff. Um, you know, we, we adopt new technologies um, aggressively. And I think, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, when we adopt new technology and keeping our current technology you know, up to date or replaced when it's obsolete. But talk a little bit about some of the things that we do from that perspective so that sure. we are current. Yep. So um, as the new technology technology evolves, these yeah. new things come on. So, so uh, you know, become available with a with a uh, you know they may provide automation, for example. Um, okay, well, great. Everybody wants to be able to automate. We'd rather not send the person you know outside up a pole uh, into a bucket truck if we don't need to. Right. We'd rather be able to remotely control that and and automate whatever processes that we can. Well, when you do that, you're you're increasing your vulnerabilities, right? Your, your threat landscape's changed. You've got more vulnerabilities now to be managed and, and to be properly managed by, uh, by RMLD and, and the IT department. Uh, a good example of that is the expanded use of cellular technology mm -hmm. to reach areas where there may not be uh, traditional telecommunication, yeah. and we want to be able to control switches in the field. So, you know, when you do that, you can't just make it a cell phone call. We... We go to Great Lengths. We work with, a, in our case, we work with a provider who has a private backbone. We use VPN technology with a high level of encryption. We don't. We do everything that we can so this this data, whatever it is, is protected. It's encrypted at rest. It's encrypted in flight. And we have an, the data that we do need to store. We have multiple copies of it. It's all encrypted. We have including immutability in our what we consider our private cloud, um, as well as an air-gapped copy. So when it comes to the time, you know, 
We hope not to get there, but we have a plan in place for incident response and, and disaster recovery. Yeah, disaster recovery. So we won't get into the details of that, right. but we have a disaster recovery plan in place. Yeah. We have a ransomware program in place. We have lots of programs in place, but I think the other thing you mentioned, John, is um, you know keeping our technology current, right? And yes, that's a- that's one of the things when I when I mentioned before, you know, yeah. basic, basic, basic stuff. I think a lot of people. Because there's so many options to try to protect your data and, and, you know, as an IT security person, you know, what do I do? What do I start with the basics, right? You don't leave default usernames and passwords. You keep your equipment up to date. You know, Microsoft comes out with patches on uh, Patch Tuesday. You know, if it's a critical patch, it has to be done in 24 hours. It can't just sit there until somebody feels like they want to get around to it. All that stuff has to be managed from a vulnerability management standpoint. So... That's, that is super important that we keep everything up to date. It doesn't have to necessarily be in the latest and greatest code, but it can't be five or six versions behind right. and, and, just, and just sitting out there with Absolutely. the Absolutely, it's supported, but the, the more right. current, the better. Right. So, yep. And I, you know, I think with your, with your leadership in the IT team over the past uh, roughly 18 months, you've made a strong and successful effort to bring a lot of the platforms up to date. We're getting that. We, yeah. We've got, you know, it's like anything else. It's a, it's a, it's a never-ending cycle, yep, right? Where right. It's, it's just continuous, continuous yep. work to go back. For instance, um, AD audit, right? So mm-hmm. we, you know, we're, we have a very capable team, um, but it doesn't hurt to have an outside set of eyes look at things, you know? So right. we had an assessment done on an active directory. Active directory is a, a very high profile target of hackers. They can get it. Once they get into a privileged account, right? They get an account, they want to escalate. They want to move laterally throughout your environment and cause all kinds of problems. So we thought our AD was in good shape. We got another set of eyes to look at that to make sure that we weren't missing anything. Right. Greg, um, you know, Greg encourages that, and RMLD, you know, is, is willing to spend the money to make sure that we're, yep. you know, just a second set of eyes. We did the same thing on the OT side, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, OT or ICS, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there from different manufacturers, and are we doing the best that we can to protect the customer's data and to protect our grid? And a second set of eyes... I think sometimes people look at it like, you know, oh, my boss is criticizing my efforts or it's a negative thing. It's not. You know, I don't think anybody's perfect. And, nope. and if you can get a few pointers to help you along to, to get to your goal, all the better. And I think, you know, John, you also mentioned, you know, we, we have third party. We have an extra pair of eyes, right, that, yeah. that take a look at stuff. Um, but I think also in terms of being aware of threat assessments, right, mm-hmm. we, we keep track of stuff, but we also have um, services that we subscribe to that help us stay on top of we do. We do. And it, the awareness being first and foremost. But go ahead. Right. It, it, there's a, a on the federal side, there's yep. CISA, which is the yep. Cyber that was Information Security Administration, Administration I yep. think it is. Yep. And they um, they send out alerts on all kinds of stuff all day, every day. Uh, they got not only just the CVEs. I mean, is it is it actively being exploited in the wild, as the term goes? Is it is it has have people been hit by this particular vulnerability? So we get those, and we get them. Each one of them has to be evaluated, uh, primarily by me, but also by other team members, and make sure does it apply to us? Do we use this in our environment? And what's the remediation steps? How do we protect ourselves? So each one of those gets evaluated. If we have to change something, implement something, update something, then we do it. Right? It's not it's a, it's not optional. Right? So and then there's the multi-state information sure, uh, sharing, mm-hmm. which is also it's it's for states, you know, as opposed to federal, which is CISA. But uh, and they they're all critical infrastructure users and, and, and groups of, of people that are responsible for that. And they have a monthly meeting, information sharing. It's really good. 
let's you know just hear what's going on. Like, what are people doing? And yeah. you know, you, you hear what the good things are. You know, hey, this I found this to be effective in our environment. Which was, hey, okay, maybe it's something we should look at. Yep. You know, so how do you get that information? Yeah. You get you get the information by first looking for it, and then by you know by willing to participate and spend the time to get to get an education and be aware of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think you highlighted. It's a team effort, right? Internal Absolutely. team, right? Yep. Uh, and then also uh, people outside of the organization that, that, that we ask uh, to help us, which is great. Um, so, I, it, you know, it sounds like, you know, kind of a big picture, just a quick summary, John. Um, and I'll, you know, just kind of think about other things that uh, we might want to just remind our customers that we do. But, you know, we talked about a couple of things. One is, um, you know, there's a vigilance, right? We, we're, you know, awareness, right? And, and a dedication to keeping platforms current to using a variety of tools to protect the data, but also minimize the data that we have as well, right? So from yep. a data perspective, and then from a, a OT perspective or from an operational perspective, you know, you know minimizing open doors, right? Yeah, right yeah. You know, just keep keep them closed. And if you have to, you know, if you have to knock on the door, then, you know, there's a, there's a you know, it's more than just a single, you know, uh, it's not just a single admin password concept, but, you know, really, <laughs> yeah. you know, really, Diligently looking at that kind of stuff. Admin, so, admin was yeah, never, admin, never admin. a good thing. Yeah, never a good thing. Exactly right. So, so I, you know, I think you know, big picture, right? Minimize the data. Um, a lot of training, um, a lot of awareness. Um, uh, you know, the company dedicated, uh, you know, with your leadership, but the support of the rest of the organization to uh, to make sure we make these things a re- reality. Because it's you know, worst thing for us. I shouldn't say worst thing would not be good, right? Our reliability is good. We want to keep it good, yep. and we want to protect our customers' data. It, it truly is a team effort, and it goes beyond IT. Um, you know, because when we – sometimes I'm not the most popular person in the world. <laughs> so when I – Julie said no. So um, when, you know, when you have to go to a complex password, when I make people change their passwords, when I say, no, it's not optional, you, you have to use MFA. Yep. And the, these things are not, you know, easy to sell, Um I'm sure, I'm guessing Greg may get complaints about it. And if typically there's a communication between Greg and I beforehand, I don't just yep. go and, and, and right. do these things. There's a, there's a good reason a behind it. And and Greg just says, hey, you know, that's the way it is. It's a, it's a joint effort uh, for everyone. You know, it's part is, of our it, mission. It's right. part of our mission. And we're protecting, you know, we're protecting them as well because well, identity theft is, is, yeah. is, is rampant and you don't want all your stuff stolen. Nope. Well, we try and minimize it so, it, you know, if they do get something, it, there's not much there. But more importantly, we protect it. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I will smile when, you, you know, you're not always the most popular guy. I'll, I'll let our customers, you know, and those listening to the podcast, he now has the system do it for him. So it says you have one day left, you know, yeah. two, three, one yeah. day. No, nope, you have no choice. You have to do it now. So so, so he's uh, – <laughs> John's learned how to use the software to, to help us implement these procedures and policies internally. But at the end of the day, I, you know, we want our customers to know that we – we take it seriously. We're very vigilant, um, and uh, you know, we, we are we are making very good progress in terms of doing so. So, thank you, John, for joining us. Oh, thanks, Greg. Julie, I'm going to turn it over to you. Sure. It's our it's our session or our point of the session where we talk about customer questions. Hooray! Just one um, closing thought with oh please with yeah. John. Yeah. Um, well, we still have him here. Just something that I want to point out is that we are in the process of updating our website. Good point. Um, we are many months, well, not many months, but I'd say five to six months away. But if you can just talk about like behind the scenes from an IT side, um, what you're doing to make sure that our new website 
is going to be secure. Sure. So in a case like this, it's it's being hosted by a vendor, right? So that that web the basic server, website, yeah. Right. It's it's the, not the main it's page not, in the app. Right. It's not it's not um, on our premise. So we've had multiple meetings with them where I've talked to them about things, you know, administration wise. You know, how do you secure our data? How do you access our data? Right. These these accounts have to have, I'm sorry, a two factor or MFA um, enabled because we don't want someone. You know, Julie. We'll use Julie for an example because she happens to be sitting right here. Uh, we'll have access to, to change that, modify it, to post things. We don't want someone to be able to hijack her login information or get into that and be posting, you know, incorrect information or, or you know. We're not even talking about customer information. We're talking about our information. Right, right. Right, Infa- right information. Exactly. Right, uh, information that, you know, yeah. that, that, you know, defames the company or, or any of yep. our customers. Uh, so having that secure is very important. Uh, and, and that's why when I typically talk to vendors, uh, I talked about the questionnaire earlier, yep. um, and that has to do with a much larger project that we're working on. But even the smaller, well, to us maybe smaller, uh, you know, the website, as far as IT security goes, there's a lot that goes into that. I, I need to get a feeling that the, the vendor as, is as, you know, bought in uh, to security as I am, as RMLD needs them to be. And not that it's yep. like, oh, you know, yeah, it's kind of a side thing, but we're really website people. So, you know, plus we're the good guys. And why would anybody want to do something to us? You know, that's not going to work. Right. Good. Good. Keep going, Julie. Yeah, that's really it. But we are excited for what's to come with our new website. And it's going to be new features that our current website doesn't have. So um, we're also behind the scenes getting ready. Make it easier for our yeah, customers. Exactly. Just trying to serve our customers. So we'll talk about the outage. Yes, exactly. I thought that that would be a good point to bring up is that one thing that we are aiming to have on our website is a map of current outages, which don't happen often. But in the event of a power outage, we are getting flooded with calls to our customer service team, to our control room. Because we do want customers to report outages. But, you know, if a customer can go to our website and say, okay, this outage has already been reported. I don't have to call it in. Um, That would be helpful and, you know, take the stress off of our team. So in order to have that map on our website, there's a lot of, I guess, IT elements that go along with it. So if you can just talk about Uh, it. Sure. In this case, you know, we, we can't have the outage management map exposed to everyone. So there's a lot of security that goes around what's allowed for communication from who to who, uh, kind of stuff that we've worked with the with the vendor again with, and uh, we're going to limit that as absolutely like everything else, all the other rules, all the other policies, as tightly as we possibly can. Keeping in mind that you know, IT's role is to facilitate work, right? So to facilitate, exactly. allow people to work. It's not to it's not to hinder or get in the way. So that balance of of being secure and not tightening things down so much that people can't use them is, is what we do every day. Nice. Julie, back Great. to the customer question. Customer what question. Is that question of the day? So this is from Paul in North Reading. Um, very important and applicable question because we do have this in our area. So Paul's question, what benefits does battery storage bring to the reliability and efficiency of the power grid? particularly during peak demand periods, 
periods or in emergency situations. So battery storage. Battery storage. Great question. Great question. So basic idea behind a battery storage system is just like uh, your phone or your flashlight, et cetera. It stores energy or electricity specifically when you need it. And um, so in the case of peak demand, you know, our cost structure is set up such that um, during peak periods, the cost of energy is more expensive than during less peak, end, peak times, um, basic uh, supply-demand type structure. So one of the things that the battery systems can do is they can help ba- balance the grid um, load or our load by discharging during those peak hours and hence saving costs that we would normally pass on to our customers. So we're actually in the process of installing a significant number of additional battery systems for both an economic perspective, that's the peak management side, but also, as Paul mentioned, from the emergency backup perspective. So if there is a portion of the network that for some reason um, has a failure in it, a line failure, a tree break, uh, an animal um, intrusion of some form or another, um, we're also putting the battery systems in place to uh, to manage emergency situations. And also, um, again, the, the regional network uh, is very reliable. ISO New England does a very good job of managing the network. But uh, as the as we go through this transition period, period from uh, traditional um, carbon-based fuels to more non-carbon, um, it's, a, it's a balancing act. And so we'll also be installing these batteries to help to do um, what, what is known as mandatory load reduction that the ISO New England, not us, but ISO New England might mandate upon us. Um, it's very rare, but again, our goal is to always make sure that our network is up and reliable. So we're also looking at battery not only for emergency, but for, for load management when something is happening in the overall network and they ask us to do load reduction. Instead of turning lights off, we'll basically... Uh, allow our batteries to discharge. So from a customer perspective, it's transparent. So those are two big places in terms of where battery storage on a grid, as we call it, grid scale, fits into our network. Great. And so our listeners know where are our batteries or our current one and the additional one. So we actually have one. It sounds like a big number. It's a five megawatt um, system that is located at our substation three and that we are in the process of adding to uh, spread throughout our network an additional um, 20 megawatts of, uh, that's so four, four times more in the network um, in 2024, early 2025, and then another 20, another 10 megawatts in 2025. So the goal is to be close to 35 megawatts with an average duration time of just under three hours. And then we're also doing work with some uh, other vendors to do longer duration systems um, 10-hour systems up to potentially 100-hour systems, which changes the dynamics and the economics in terms of how you manage the, the power supply grid. So we are very active in, uh, in battery storage systems. Um, and again, the focus is managing reliability and cost for our customers. Great question. That should do it. Well, great. great. So this like we're is done a, here. This is a wrap. Um, Julie, nice teamwork in terms of putting this all together. So thank you, John. Thank you for being our special guest on cybersecurity. Yeah. And I, you know, we want to make sure that our customers know that not only do we manage the physical network, but we also have a team focused on the digital networks. That's so right. Thank you, John. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Well, that is, that's a wrap for this session, this episode of RMLD Current Insights.